Wildcats to another episode of Weber State Weekly, a member of the Big Sky Podcast Network. I am your host, a man who aced the uh, SAT score, uh, SAT test. Of course, you know about that. 93rd percentile, this guy. Didn't even try. Colby Peterson. On the show today, we have a man who once aced his kindergarten entrance exam, Sean Lewis. Did so well on the entrance exam to kindergarten, they skipped me directly to first grade and was big heartbreak because I wasn't in kindergarten with my best friend. Long story, but I skipped kindergarten, which meant I was smart at one time. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And then uh, we've also got a woman who aced her fifth grade multiplication facts all the way through the 11s, Jessica Euler. I still can't get the 12s. My third grader has got all the multiplication facts through 12s now and division. So I aspire to be that way one day, but the, tw- the 12s still get me. <laughs> 12s are tough. The 12s are tough. All right, folks, on today's show, we got a special guest. Uh, we're really excited. We're going to be interviewing sophomore, redshirt sophomore outside hitter, Danny Nay. Annie Nay is joining us to talk a little bit about her journey from Nampa, Idaho, all the way to Ogden, Utah, to play some volleyball. Former Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Idaho. Uh, then we're going to talk some volleyball once we've wrapped up that interview with Danny. We're going to talk about a couple of dubs that they got on the road this week. One in Bozeman and another in Missoula. Always love getting dubs in Missoula. And then finally, we're going to wrap the show up talking about some football. We're going to talk about the Weaver State Wildcats taking on the Cal Poly Mustangs and a resounding win over them down in San Luis Obispo. But before we get into all that, of course, we want to remind you folks, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Basically, any place you get your podcast, we're probably there. So check us out. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, if it's awake. We don't know. Instagram, also if it's up. And Twitter. Twitter is uh, also one of the best places to interact with the Weber State Weekly team, especially on game day. Uh, and if you haven't already, check out, we got a Patreon and go to patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly. We've got a game day chat where we have a Slack channel where we talk about what's going on in the game in real time with a group of uh, loyal Wildcat fans. So check us out there. Uh, Weber State, it's patreon.com slash Weber State Weekly. Become a patron and get in our feed, man. It's super fun time. So I think that's all of our, uh, all of our stuff. And so now I want to bring in uh, red shirt sophomore outside hitter Danny Nay. Danny, welcome to Weber State Weekly. We are really appreciative of you for taking some time. I know you're a busy student in the nursing program. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the technology is letting us down. Oh, no. Can you hear us? It's terrible. I can hear you. Can you hear me? We can. Yeah, wonderful. We just want to okay, say, Danny, good. thanks so much. Thanks for coming on the show this evening. We really appreciate you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So we wanted to start out with that question, Danny. Of course, former Gatorade Player of the Year, played really at a high level in high school up in Nampa, Idaho. Talk to us a little bit about your journey to Weber State, coming down from the the Boise area to Ogden, Utah. How did the Wildcats get on your radar and kind of what made that ultimate decision for you? Because no doubt a player like that, your caliber, highly recruited, but you chose Weber State. Talk to us a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went to Skyview High School. Um in in Nampa. It's just a little North of Boise. My -hmm. high school team was pretty good. Um, I started playing club when I was like 10 ish. Um, I played for Idaho crush, which was like a fairly new club in the Idaho area. I was actually on the first like original Idaho crush team when we were 10 and stuff. And so I played for crush all throughout high school and growing up. Um, and my team was pretty good. Like I played with some really good athletes. Um, the same team almost my whole life too. 
um, all the way up until we were 18 and graduated. And so I have teammates who like are at BYU and at Utah and play at Idaho state and, um, Montana and now Boise state and stuff. And so my team was very talented. So that definitely helps like get some recognition and get some eyes, um, in the club aspect, just cause we had a lot of really good girls on my team. Um, and my coach, her name's Caroline Bauer. She founded the club and she played at BYU and actually like holds a ton of records. There was like a crazy athlete. And so I played with her two daughters. Um, and she has a ton of connections. And so we had a lot of college coaches coming to watch us play, which I think is a little unusual. Like a lot of people send out film and reach out. Pretty fortunate to have. And so I talked to a lot of the Utah schools um, in the area and I ended up going to a couple camps, but I just really loved the coaching staff here and I love the coaches and I saw campus like as much as you do on um, when you come for like camps and stuff. Um, but I also knew nursing was really important to me and that they were super willing to work with my schedule. And so I think the combination of that and the girls are awesome. I love Ogden. The coaches are truly like the best out there. Um, it kind of just felt like home. And so I just stuck with my gut and came here and I'm really glad that I did. So that's well, basically I gotta, it. I got to say, we're really glad that you chose that as well, because uh, you had quite an impact on the team. Like we said, uh, coming in, I think 2018 was your first season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so kind of, you know, things kind of really beginning to pick up steam 2019 playing in the big sky conference championship against mm-hmm. Northern Colorado, and then eventually getting a, a big sky championship in the spring, becoming a champion yourself and an all American. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. It's crazy to think I've been here that long. Just because I like when I, I broke my hand my freshman year and so I redshirted and that felt like it took forever. And then we played one season and then Corona happened. And so it's just been kind of a crazy journey, but I'm grateful for it. <laughs> yeah. Jessica or Sean, questions for Danny Nay. I was going to let Jessica go ahead, but uh, I'll, I'll take this. Um, we Weber State has celebrated uh, the career of your teammate. Um, uh, Ashlyn Power? Ashlyn Power, who has 5,000 career assists. Sorry, I had to mm-hmm. get to the right screen on my, my stat sheet. Um, as an outside hitter, what makes Ashlyn so special about getting the, the balls up to you um, so that you can get the kills that, that come from her assess. Yeah. Ash is awesome. She's actually one of my very, very close friends, which is kind of right. funny because she is the setter and I'm the hitter and stuff, but good chemistry. Um, she's good awesome. Chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> she is an incredible athlete. And honestly, like she just gets to balls, like no matter where we pass it, no matter where we dig it, like she ends up getting us something up high that we can go in better over to the other side. Um, kind of funny something she actually says all the time like if we're struggling passing or like some team has a really good serve she'll be like hey just just throw it up like anywhere you want i don't i can get there like i don't know it's awesome it's just and she's just such a good teammate like just like that like instilling confidence in me and and in our team so it's awesome she's awesome so next next question for me about the sport and we'll get into some of the the other stuff but as an outside hitter would you rather have a kill um, you're, you're famous for aces on the serve 
or dig? What what what's, what gets you more ramped up? The ace on the serve, the kill, or getting a great dig? Because mm-hmm. when I've been watching, you guys have had some great digs to keep rallies alive. That's a good question. I I don't know. I kind of like all of it to be honest, but I'd have to say the kills are probably my favorite. Aces are kind of just like a nice addition, and digs are good just because I can help someone else get a kill. But I'd say kills probably get me the most fired up. Makes sense. Outside here likes to get the kill, likes to find the floor mm-hmm. and all, it all works out. Jessica Euler, uh, any questions for Danny Nay? Yeah. I just think y'all are like a team that we haven't seen before with Weber state volleyball. What do you think makes this team so special and to be able to keep this momentum year after year at this point, really? Mm-hmm. I think something that like cannot be said enough is all of the work that was put in in previous years. Like without the girls that came before us, we would not be here. And without like all of the work that um, our coaches have put in, like it's insane to do what they have done to a volleyball program. Um, But truly like the girls who came before us and all of the hard work they did, because they don't get to really like experience the wins and experience the, the good parts that we're getting now. because we're standing on their shoulders, you know, girls that I didn't even really get to play with, which I'm sad that I didn't. Um, cause I feel like I kind of came up on the tail end of it, um, where they had already gone through kind of all the rough parts and all the hard parts to get us there. Um, but yeah, I just say building off what the coaches have instilled in the program and the hard work that the girls have put in and just being able to try and continue that legacy and the work ethic that they had and the culture that they created here, I think is what makes our program really special. So that's awesome. I have one other question for you. Is that okay, Colby? Can I? Oh, yeah. oh, totally, of course. Totally. <laughs> um, so in a game like Montana state where it is so close back and forth, mm-hmm. um, and you got to keep your, your head in the game, right? You got to keep motivated, uh, who is your biggest motivator? Is it the team talking to each other? Is it something special the coach says? What keeps y'all in the game when it gets so close and stressful for that long of a period of time there? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Honestly, I think something else that's really special about our team is how like our coaches and all the players, like we're strong together and like we really lean on each other and um like we're very much like one, like the coaches are helping us and we're leaning on each other. And I think that's something too, that makes our team special is that, um, we'll go to battle together. Like I trust those girls with my life. Like I know no matter what happens, like the girls next to me are going to be fighting as hard as I am. And so I'd say the biggest motivator is just playing for my teammates and playing for each other. Cause like they're my best friends and for our coaches, cause we love them and they love us. And we just want to win, you know? <laughs> and when you have, there have been a yeah. quite a, quite a number of really good wins that like Jessica noted a gritty win on Thursday night up in Bozeman. I think uh, I, after that fourth set losing 26, 24, there was just kind of like a, just a sour taste in the mouth after the way things went. So it was like, uh, come back, you know, and at the start of the fifth set, not, not ob- obviously ideal, but, right back into it. And then man, come out with the W massive win there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a fun game. Montana is a good team. They kind of always have been, they just are feisty and they like come after you. Like you kind of saw. Um, so it was fun. It was, it was a tough one, but I was glad that we could, sorry, God, I was glad that we could just keep fighting through it. So 
So Danny, we wanted to ask you, uh, we talked about your, your teammate, uh, Ashlyn and in, in the setting, but, uh, you currently lead the country in service aces. Hashtag Ace State is what Ace I think. And you're third in the nation in aces per set. Has being a fantastic dynamite server been something that you've always worked at, or is that something you've developed since you've been here in Ogden? Um, definitely something I've developed since I've been here. I think I've always been a pretty decent server. Um, but our the way our coaches teach us to serve, I think is like unique. It's not unique. It's, it's very good. Um, but like, I was never really taught how to serve super well until I came here, to be honest. Like it's not really the one like skill that is focused on, um, super often, but it's definitely a very, very big part of the game. Like if you can keep your serve on another team and keep them kind of on their heels, then it makes a big difference. And so definitely something that I have improved at since I've gotten here, I did not come here that good of a server. So, <laughs> and, and then lastly, just, just to ask about, um, the championship aspirations that this team has, uh, were you able to, you were able to win the big sky tournament, uh, in the spring, you had a, a, a taste of the NCAA tournament. Um, how much is there, uh, motivation? It, I, I'm assuming the goal is to get back to the NCAA tournament and and win and advance the NCAA tournament. How much has the preseason and the tough non-conference schedule that we've played prepared you for that um, to help you in those tournament type settings where the teams get tougher? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did get a taste of it last year. It was so awesome. I want to go back more than anything else. Like it was so fun. Um, I think our preseason lineup really prepared us really well for that not only for our conference because like you got to get through conference first you know to get there and we have a tough conference so um but I do think it prepared us well just with the level of play like the girls are huge they're all so tall and super physical and so um I think it's fun when we get to play those tough games in preseason um to help prepare us like I said for season to hopefully get back to the NCAA tournament. But honestly, like our end goal always is just to compete, whether that's in our conference or whether that's at at the NCAA tournament, like we're just going to go out and compete hopefully with the best of them. So. Yeah. Um, and compete you have, uh, of course, like Sean noted, a trip to the NCAA tournament in the spring. We were able to take down Bowling Green in the first round before running up against the number one seed, Wisconsin, which was a tough match. But the thing I liked about the your demeanor during that was I think that you all knew that you were up against a very good team, the best team in the country, some would argue. Uh, the tournament didn't end up that way for the, for the, for the Badgers, but still a tough team. And uh, you all were out there just having a good time, enjoying, enjoying what you had. Talk to us a little bit about that, where you're up against a team that is, I mean, they're tough. They're absolutely tough. And it's going to be mm-hmm. quite, quite a feat to, to, to beat them. But I think that you all handled it really well and had a, had a smile on your face the whole time. Talk to us about that experience. Yeah, it was so fun. Honestly, um, our outlook kind of honestly for the whole game was we're going to go out and we're going to play Weber State Volleyball like we always do. And we're going to compete as hard as we can, like we always do. And we're going to recognize that they are the number one team in the tournament. Like that is what it is. And we're just going to go out and give it our best. And I really liked that during that game, like we didn't really let it shake us that we were playing like this huge number one team. I thought we competed really well. Um, and like stuck to our game plan. We watched film and prepared like we do for all the other games. And 
honestly treated it like it was any other game, which I think was very helpful because it, it could have been easy to kind of get nervous or excited or whatever, but it was fun. Like I was just out there playing with my, my best friends, like playing some of the best volleyball we've ever played, you know, competing with some of the best in the country. Um, and I think like we competed well, which I think is so awesome. I would have to agree. I think you played well as well, considering the, uh, the situation. And of course, you know, the, mm-hmm. the tournament was weird because of COVID, uh, you know, so that, that kind of has an impact as well, but Jessica Euler, uh, one last question for Danny and a before we wrap up the interview here. Sorry. I, I had to have a minute there. So this week, what are you doing to prep for it? Are you excited about it? Um, talk to us about your feelings going into Idaho state this week in the undefeated, uh, Northern Colorado team. Yeah. Big game. We're excited. Yeah. It's a pretty quick turnaround just from playing. Like we're playing like four games in a week, which feels like a lot, I think, but we're excited. Idaho state's a good team. Um, definitely preparing for that. And UNC will be fun. We always look forward to playing UNC. Um, They're really good, like they always are. Um, But I think, honestly, the most important thing for us this week is just continue to work on things that we need to get better at. Um, For us, it's always like we don't have to be good now. We just need to be good in November when it's the tournament. Um, And so this will definitely be a challenging week that can show us maybe some areas that we need improvement or challenge us a little bit and see if we can, you know, rise up to the challenge and just, I think it'll be really good for us. So we're really excited. Like Jessica noted, a couple of big matches coming up this week for the Wildcats. They will be at home for both. So they'll be in the Swenson on Tuesday night, 6 PM to take on Idaho state from they're coming down from Pocatello. And then also big match, big, big match on Thursday, Northern Colorado undefeated at this point coming to Ogden and uh, the, the, the Wildcats and, and the Bears have seen each other twice now in the past two years in the championship game. The Bears winning the championship in 2019 in five sets. The Wildcats handling business, I think, in four, I think it was, in the mm-hmm. spring. And so, I mean, a little bit of a rivalry there in, in the conference. And I think uh, also ears are perked up because the Bears handled NAU pretty handily over the weekend, sweeping them in straight sets. So eyebrows were raised at the result of that match. So... It's going to be a big one. Um, from what I hear, it's going to be blackout. And uh, after the match, you all are going to be signing some posters. So looking forward to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun. Everybody better come out, get Swenson loud like we can. It's really fun. Yeah. So Danny Nay, really appreciate you taking some time to chat with us here on Weber State Weekly about, like we said, your journey from Nampa, Idaho, all the way down here to Ogden and the success you've had. Wishing you the best of luck on Tuesday night and Thursday night as Guy play continues to roll on. But like we said, both of those matches will be at 6 p.m. If you are not in Ogden, you can watch them on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. Thanks Thank so you guys so much for having me. Yeah, we appreciate it. It was awesome. You. Thanks, Thank Danny. Good luck this week. Thank you, Danny. Thank awesome. you. All right. I want to thank Danny Nay one more time for hopping on the show and uh, chatting a little bit with us. Appreciate her. Um, but now we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, we're going to talk about how these matches went because like, like Jessica noted, uh, we had some, we had some tough, a tough opponent in Montana state up in Bozeman this week. Wouldn't you guys agree? I mean, that was a, I was, I was sweating in that match. I'm not gonna lie. I was watching it while I was trying to do some work and uh, whew, I was sweating. How, how were you all feeling? 
Well, the Montana road trip is is by far the toughest road trip in the big sky. I don't care yeah. when you have to go there. I don't care what sport it is. Yeah, when you're going to Montana State and you're going to Montana, uh, Bozeman to Missoula, there's just something about that road trip that seems to trip up the Wildcats every time. And I commend the uh, uh, the ladies for getting the sweep. That's a tough trip uh, anytime you do it. So commend them for getting the sweep. Um, the, the Montana State game, I, again, full disclosure, I did not watch uh, these games uh, last weekend as I had some uh, personal things going on. But uh, uh, looking at the box scores and, and looking at what happened, I, I think the uh, uh, environment in, in Bozeman and the uh, trip up there, you know, it it does things to you. So I, I don't know what, what was going on there, but that was, that was a tough one, but they, they, then they came out and it's always good to, to uh, beat the Grizzlies. I don't care what it is that, that always feels good. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely handled business in Missoula, but Jessica, talk to us a little bit about Thursday night, because I I think, I, I think I saw you tweeting about it as well, because I'll be, I'll, I will have a full disclosure here, folks. After we went down five one in the in the fifth set, I'm I'm a super like superstitious person. Like I feel like if I'm watching and they're doing bad, I'll, I'll I'm the guy who like oh I need to move a different seat or something like that. I'm very much like <laughs> like the dad from Silver Linings Playbook. I do that stuff yeah. right. I'm like oh no 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 no, you need to go back and sit right there because when you were sitting there, we were doing good. So go sit there again, right? I do that stuff all the time. And so I was sweating bullets in that fifth set. Jessica, how are you feeling after losing that fourth set? Just a gut punch, just losing 26, 24, like, ugh. especially some of the calls that happened. I was like, Oh, how are you feeling going in that fifth set? Oh, that game stressed me out so much. I think I even tweeted that for heaven's sakes. And when yeah. we went into the fifth set and we, they were up on us through the first few points. And I felt the same way. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is it. We kept it so close to the rest of the time and what's happening. And it was just so great to see the team pull together because to be down. And I can't remember how far they were down. It might've been six to one. I, I don't know what the score was, but I was, I was sitting downstairs watching it on ESPN plus like, Oh my goodness. And they just pulled it together. They rallied, they scored quite a few points and played like one heck of a team. But to, to say I was stressed is a little bit of an understatement just because this, this team is just so good and they've done so well for the last two years for sure. And I was like, no, not Montana state. And so it was great to see the team work together and not let that get in their head. And I think that's one of the most impressive things about this team, because there have been a few sets that have been really, really close. And it's just been amazing to see how they'll rally together and have a conversation as a team or have the coaches touch base and, and, they're able to come back from that with, with a lot of teams and especially, you know, co college players, if sometimes you can get in your head and, and that's the, the end of it. So to go into that fifth set after everything had been so tight. And of course, you know, those girls were tired and then to be down and come back from that. Just amazing. Just so impressive. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I was really surprised at on on Thursday night was service error. So we talked with Danny May just just, you know, just a second ago about how you know, serving is really a strength of this team. And of course, she's leading the country right now in service aces and third in the country in aces per set. But 11 service errors. I was really surprised at all of the service errors coming from normally what is a strength for the Wildcats. And I think that it made the match closer than it had to be uh, if, uh, you know, if maybe they could have been able to flip the script and, and be able to get more service aces because I think they ended up with four. But I mean, service aces, talk to me a little bit about why you guys felt like that was such an issue in Bozeman. Gosh, I think some of it goes to what Sean's saying. I hadn't thought about that before, but that is quite the trip to go up there and play the game. And I do think that that is 
one of the places where it's all up to you. It's not up to the team when you're serving the, the power lies with you of how you're doing. And so it does seem like that can be one of the place that if you start worrying about yourself individually, that you can have service errors. I was surprised as well, because it's certainly not something that we have very many of over time. Um, but I do think it is the one where it comes down to individual responsibility. And if you're feeling the stress, then it can show up in the service error. But I, like I said, I really like what Sean said. The t- I bet there's a travel impact there as well. Look, I, the first thing I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting old. And one of the things that I'm realizing is that, um, these are 18, 19, 20 year old, uh, uh, I don't want to call them kids, but young adults. And, and, um, I, everybody has a bad day. I have a bad day at work every once in a while. Um, these guys have a bad day, blame it on environment, whatever I I'm, I'm kind of done just, just, um, trying to figure out and, and think I know better than, than Maya or, uh, the other coaches on the team. Um, they got the dub and that's what matters. And, and they, they overcame 11 service errors, um, which is great. Um, but they got the dub and that's what, that's what counts. And the grittiness of, of completing that fifth set, um, shows the mental capacity of this team. Um, sometimes you're going to have an off night and you've got to be able to overcome that. And that's what they did on Thursday. So, uh, props, props to the team because they did what they needed to do. At, uh, and that's what, that's what's most important. Yeah, and I think that there's something to what you said there about uh, about the elevation and the way the ball flies. We've heard Coach Jeremiah Larson talk in the past about how you know sometimes going up to to NAU and Flagstaff ball flies funny up there. You know the elevation can affect the way that the ball will travel. We've heard the same when that when the Wildcats have to travel down to Sacramento to go see Sac State. That's always a difficult road trip as well. Uh, the Hornets is something with the the elevation there as well. The Hornets always just seem to have some good luck or they've got it figured out down there, and so it can cause problems for what normally you know, folks expect the ball to do doesn't maybe necessarily do that when you change venues a little bit. Well, and, and you, each team knows, I, I think volleyball in a lot of ways, the home court, you know how your gym plays, right. Yeah. Um, and a team coming in has to figure that out. And, and there's, there's good teams and bad teams that can overcome those type of things. But um, there, there's something to learning how that gym plays. And you're only there, you get a little bit of a, you know, like a one hour practice when you get there and then you got to play the game. Uh, there, there's something to that. And again, I'm no expert and I'm not going to say that I know everything, but, but I, I think that uh, we've got to give credit to, to the team for overcoming those factors, whatever they were, or, you know, whatever it was. They, they had 11 service errors. We're going to look at that and say, gosh, what a rough night. But it wasn't a rough night because they got the W. And then focus on what's important there. Yeah. Jessica, any, any thoughts about uh, about elevation or anything like that or the way the gym plays? No, I, I, I agree with what y'all are saying. I, I do think that so much of it just comes down to the space you're in and how tired you are and they've had, you know, five sets is a lot to play. So I think yeah. where we start to see some errors where we might not see them before you, you just get tired after you've been out there for a hot minute. Yeah. One thing that, that came to my mind as I was preparing for the show was the fact that Northern, um, Northern Colorado had beaten this same team in straight sets, three to nothing. 
And so I wondered if, you know, is that just because sometimes scheme is is a thing, right? Like we've seen it in football a lot. Certain teams just match up bad with the Wildcats. We just have a hard time, you know, dealing with that. We saw that with JMU a number of times now. And so I wondered if that's just kind of like a scheme thing where it's like, well, Northern Colorado just kind of schemes well against MSU. Wildcats, not so much, but they still are able to overpower that and get the dub. I don't know. What are you guys thinking there? Like, does it mean anything or does it, or does it mean nothing? I think it's, I think it's good practice, right? I really liked what Danny said. It's all about the tournament at the end of this. It could be so many of a variety of factors, right? How much film we watched Montana state versus another team um, and, and prepping for the next week. So it could have been all of these factors, but I think it's good to not be the best all the time, right? I think games like this are awesome because they really show the grittiness and how we can come together when times get tough and to say, you know, don't overlook this team because we've got the next one to prep for. So I, I really, while the I might not have said the same thing on Thursday night at the end of the game when I kind of sat back on the couch and took a deep breath, <laughs> I think that it, it's good to not be perfect all the time because we can learn from that. Yeah. So Colby, Colby, you're about to talk to us about the, the game against Montana that yes, we went in. And, and one of the things you're going to bring up is that the Wildcats had 18 blocks. Yes. Now I, I'm I'm not going to be a, a hot take person, but we've got to remember we don't get too high or too low, right? 18 blocks on on Saturday versus 11 service errors on on Thursday. Are are we going to say that that one was worse than the other, or that the Wildcats all of a sudden have everything figured out? They're playing different teams, different venues, Certainly. and and as you talk about the schemes, you can have the, those schemes that that lead to different things. Obviously, Montana is not a, the best team in the Big Sky. We will see on Thursday night against Northern Colorado, which has been with Weber, the class of the conference for the last few years, um, we're going to see on Thursday how good this Wildcat volleyball team really is. And and your point is is exactly right. You, Northern Colorado took care of Montana State in straight sets. Montana State took Weber to five sets, right? You could look at that and say, gosh, Northern Colorado is going to be going to dominate us or you could look at, at that and say gosh both teams beat montana state and they're going to have a great game and a great time on thursday everybody should show up to the swenson they absolutely should show up to the swenson and they should wear black while they do it because it's blackout folks so get, get your black t-shirt from wildcatrack.com we've got some i mean there is a volleyball there is a volleyball shirt on wildcatrack.com nice plug there my man go to wildcatrack.com we've got a, a nice volleyball championship t-shirt but also there are some black options for you so if you want to get your your t-shirt for Thursday, go check it out. Wildcatrack.com. But Jessica, I wanted to ask you, I mean, 18 blocks. I mean, that's, that's pretty good because there were some, there were some performances early in the season where the block really struggled and, and it cost the Wildcats, but now 18 blocks. I mean, it feels like maybe the block is getting some momentum. I mean, how did you feel about 18 blocks on, on Saturday against a Montana team in only three sets? I, I thought I thought it was great. It's yeah. great to see when the stars align, really, when the what you're doing day to day in the gym, practicing starts to come together and the straight sets against, against Montana, like that's what you want to see every week, right? You want to see just the ease with which the team is working together and you know, some of those weren't close either. So it was what what I'm saying is Thursday was a good warm up to Saturday is what that was. We we prepped at Montana State and then we just took the cake on Saturday. It, the block we we did fantastic together really that day. Yeah, I mean, I think in the first set there was a point where the Wildcats were up 15 to one, just absolute dominance. Just like man, can you believe that? 
Or no, actually, that was the second set. Sorry. But uh, all right. Well, like we said, folks, uh, we've got a couple of matches this week for Wildcat Volleyball. We're going to be taking on Idaho State in the Swenson on Tuesday night. Uh, You can go check it out. Get your tickets. uh, Show up to the Swenson or watch it on ESPN Doc. Uh, ESPN plus if you're that guy. Uh, but then Thursday night, big match. And so if you have the ability, I will be in the building on Thursday night, even though I should be getting ready to move to Tennessee. I gotta be in the building for this one because my goodness it is. I mean, like we said, Wildcats bears, these are the two teams that have faced each other in the last two championships. They got one ring a piece out of the, out of that showing. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a really good one. It's blackout and uh, bring uh, bring your family because uh, you can get some autographs afterwards. So hopefully there's a dub there and then it smiles all around. So check out Wildcat Volleyball this weekend up in the Swenson because it's going to be some good ones. All right, folks, now we are going to talk about, we're going to segue into football. We had a football game this weekend down in Southern California, San Luis Obispo, and the Wildcats took on the Cal Poly Mustangs. Uh, it feels like we've, I don't, I can't remember the last time Cal Poly's come to, come to Ogden. Have, do you guys? It feels like it's been at least three years. Uh, about the last time that Davis uh, saw we were at home in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, that was 2019. But anyway, so I think that... Uh, I think that the the way I wanted to start this one off was uh, a lot of people were kind of asking like how how do you how do you take this game you know because Wildcats have had a tough a tough go lately uh, losing to JMU losing to Davis at the last second um, and then you know just kind of falling in the rankings a lot of people questioning like oh does Weber State have it this year I think that this game came at just the right time do you, can you all agree with that it's like this is a, this is a game that we needed. This was a perfect palate cleanser for the Wildcat football team. And yeah. and you get the you get the bad taste out of the loss to Davis. You get the bad taste of the loss to JMU. You you get back on the winning track. You have a good statistical performance. Um, I would say that uh, that first half of football was probably one of the better first halves of football we've seen the Wildcats put together uh so far this season. Uh they they had it on 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 every facet of the game and and so I'm I'm saying that uh, that that's a good thing to get confidence confidence breeds confidence Com- winning breeds winning um, we've got uh, a week off before a huge showdown um, uh, on the do we do we sorry I have my schedule all jacked up. Um, no, you're right, though. There's a bye week this week. And then we have a bye week this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got bye week before homecoming in Montana State on ESPNU on a Friday night. Um, so um, a couple weeks to prepare. I, the, that Montana State game is one that I pegged at the beginning of the season. Is one that scared me to death. Um, and glad we get it here at Stewart Stadium. But I, I think the Wildcats were able to figure some things out and 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 get some confidence. And, and uh, starting Weiser... Uh, he looked good as a quarterback to to start that game. We got Josh, Josh Davis back and healthy. Um, we've got uh, just thing, things seem to be going the Wildcats way uh, after that one. So just a good victory all around. Congrats to Jay Hill on becoming the winningest coach in Wildcat history too. After That's that, right? Uh, yeah, and I guess another thing we should have shouted out um, also. Uh, Jeremiah Larson ended up getting his hundredth win. Uh, over the weekend as uh, as the head volleyball coach. So congrats to, to Coach Larson as well. But guys, I, I was going to point something out because you talked about starting Kylan Weiser. I think we got to stop having quarterbacks on Weber State Weekly, folks. We have Bronson Barron on the show. <laughs> Next week he gets hurt. We got Kylan Weiser on the show. And he's, it, looks like, it looked like he had some sort of ankle sprain in the game and then they ended up putting Creighton Cooper in. Yeah. And so I'm like, <laughs> okay, 
no more quarterbacks on Weber State Weekly because this is this is a problem. It, it, it's your show, Colby. You you can make that production decision. <laughs> Jessica, talk to me. But in that case, don't mess with it either. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like not the pattern we want to continue. We only have so many quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, we're down to two here, and it's like, all right, uh, man, uh, maybe we need to, you know, to do something here. But Jessica, talk to me a little bit about um, talk to me a little bit about this 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 game down in, in SLO on the weekend. I mean, the Wildcats ended up coming out and scoring on the first drive, right? Just marching down the field, getting a touchdown, taking care of business. Do you feel like that kind of just sets the tone for the rest of the game? Do you feel like those kind of early, that early scoring kind of helps their confidence going into the rest of the game? What do, what do you think about that? Absolutely, I do. I, yeah. I do think we've played a tough schedule so far, right? Yeah, With yeah. Utah, UC Davis, JMU, like... It's it's a tough schedule. And all that being said, it's hard when you're walking around talking with your friends, seeing posts in the community like, oh, my gosh, are we not as good as we have been in the past? And, you know, certainly we all have room for improvement, but we also had a dang tough schedule right out of the block there. So I think to yeah. come out and score on that first drive was setting the stage and definitely would help the team get back into that headspace because I think it's a, a little bit rough coming off of um, the games that we've had. And to start there is, uh, it was a dang good place to start. And it just seems like, you know, I, I think we've had some time over the last couple of weeks with Weiser and Johnson and getting, you know, a different quarterback in the seat when we've depended on Barron for such a long time. And I think we're starting to see the team mesh. And I think it's, you know, while I'm super excited to get Barron back, hopefully in two weeks, um, I think that it's good to have all, all this experience under the belt of our other quarterbacks and to have Cooper come out there and have a chance, I, I think was awesome because you never know when you're going to have an injury, but it's so great to see how this team was able to mesh quickly and start to really pull together as we get our defense all back in order. Josh Davis, like Sean was saying, being back out, it was a, a great way to start the game and man, it was a fun one to watch. I want some halftime fireworks, though, if we could get that worked in. <laughs> I will say that uh, it was Cal Poly homecoming, so hence the fireworks. If you were watching the broadcast on ESPN Plus, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a thumbs down to that camera work. But it was nice seeing those fireworks because I thought it was a pretty good show. And for the folks who the Wildcats who did go down to San Luis Obispo to see the game, they said pretty incredible. And uh, apparently that band down there is pretty good too. So, but. so I let, let's get to the quarterback situation though, Colby, we've we talked about quarterbacks around here. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wonder, I, I, I think we were with the, with one exception watching the four quarterbacks that have played time this season. I, I wonder if, if you could argue that there should be a competition between uh, the uh, number one Bronson Barron and and to uh, Weiser. Weiser's put some good throws when he's had time to to uh, get into the the game. He's he's managed the game well, and I know nobody likes to call it a game manager, but gosh, he he looked good against Polly on Saturday for most of the game. He looked good in that second half against Davis and, and ran out of time. Um, we might've won that game if there was a fifth quarter. Um, but there's, but I, I really think that if, if you were to put a true serum in me right now, I might argue that, that, uh, Weiser's in a better spot to start than Bronson Barron is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about that because I think that 
Bronson Barron is obviously the starter for a reason. Obviously, Kylan Weister might have a little bit more experience than Bronson does, but Bar- Bronson also has the entire spring season um, to that he's played. He's played yep. against some really tough opponents so far. And so I, I, I've liked what Kylan has done. I think that he's done a great job, especially given the situation and what he's been asked to do, especially coming in cold on that JMU game, coming in at halftime saying, okay, you're the guy. And I mean, really great performance in the second half, uh, you know, heartbreaker, of course, against UC Davis, not, you know, unfortunate, not able to score more points there, but yeah, man, I think that Weiser has, uh, has really done a good job and has, and hopefully, you know, he's able to get back soon, but I think that, you know, at the end of the day, Baron has the most experience. And so I can understand why coach Jay Hill and Matt Hammer would choose uh, Baron over Weiser at this point in time, but you might be right, Sean, there might be an opportunity down the road where, you know, maybe, maybe there will be a competition because like we said, Kyle Weiser has really played well uh, and done a lot of good with the time he's been given. So here's, here's my Weber state truther comment. If you listen to the game day show a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I put brought this up, but we get a bigger audience here and, and my guy, Jeff Millard's watching. So I want to make sure he hears this, but uh, uh, I want to make sure that, that we're clear. I, I blame a lot of the struggles that Weber state has had on the coaching staff and, and I love our coaching staff. I don't want to, to, to get wrong here, but uh, um, some of the decisions that they've made, and I'm, I'm going to call out Matt Hammer specifically, looking at the quarterback situation that we have, you've got Bronson Barron hurt. You got Weiser that, that got hurt. You've got Randall Johnson, who has not been productive um, in, in the starts that we've seen him and the games that he's, he's played does not run the offense well. And yet we've got Weiser out there running running the, for his life and, and running in, in spots where maybe, maybe that's a hidden decision versus what the play call was, but are, are our coaches putting our quarterbacks in position to stay healthy? That's, that's the, 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 the question that I want to throw out there. We're not very deep with all these injuries at quarterback anymore. I, I don't know, Jessica, you go ahead and take that one first. I've got some thoughts. Well, I was just going to say, I think it is a, a tough call to make. Is it a player decision or play decision? Because I'm, I'm going to guess that especially some of those late game runs when we are up that high is probably more player decision. I, I could be wrong, but I had the same sort of thought myself whenever I was like, we have got to stop running the quarterback, especially when we were up by uh, that many points. I think it's great to see Weiser running. I mean, now obviously with a high school oh, sprain, that's to- so great. Totally athletic kid. I'd love, yeah. love yeah. what he does when he runs. He makes really good decisions. Yeah, but but I did. I, I had similar concerns when I saw him running in in you know later in the game to be like we we are too far up to continue running this ball. Um, so I, I don't know what who made that decision at this point. Like I said, I'd I'd like to hope that it's at least equal at that point in time. But I I think a lot of times you've got a lot of energy from your quarterback out there and you want to support him in the way that he wants to go out there and run. But I agree. Like it's, it's a risk. We can't have, you know, we are only so deep at quarterback. We're not positive when Barron's going to be back in there. So I think as much as we, we can protect our quarterback, uh, we should continue to do that for sure. And fair, I mean, that's why I'm, we could put Cooper in instead of Johnson, right? Like, I mean, I think yeah. that was a good call too. I, I'm just stirring the pot here, Colby. I want Bronson to come back and, and be QB one, but no, you had I, some thoughts. You ought to rebut me. No, it's fine. I, and I think that you're right. I mean, I, I, I agree with, uh, with Jessica that it was nice to see Creighton Cooper get some, get some reps uh, because you know, the Wildcats were, you know, the game was basically in hand. The defense had, had shut down. I was going to say that they, they sacked Jackson Pavitt, who was a red, I think he's a, he was a freshman, true freshman coming in for the Cal Poly Mustangs in that game. So obviously, you know, 
not not a ton of experience there, but they sacked him seven times in that game. And so I, I was wondering, like, okay, is the D-line back? But when it comes to the, the quarterback question, I was thinking about 2017, right? When we had Stephen Cantwell, Stephen Cantwell ran a lot of those plays. And a lot of those plays were designed plays by Fessy Sataki to, you know, get out there and run. And so I, I I thought about that and I was like, the last time we really had a productive offense, one that really could, you know, put scare uh, some of the the bigger teams in the conference or in the, in the country, especially the teams like JMU, where we're going to go to Harrisonburg and, and we're going to play JMU in the, in the quarterfinals. And we're going to see, you know, you're seconds away from winning that game. I think that, I think that maybe it makes sense to run the quarterback in that situation. It's like, all right, this is going to throw some stuff, those guys off. And I think maybe it's just a little bit more coaching, you know, teach these guys to, you know, slide a little bit because Stefan Cantwell found, found himself in some trouble. The last time that we want, we lost to SUU was, you know, because he ended up getting hurt, get, getting hit, you know, going out of bounds in, in the second quarter of that game in 2017. And the Thunderbirds ended up beating the Wildcats in Stewart stadium that year. Uh, but we haven't lost since, which was nice. Uh, so I wondered about, Maybe there's there's something to this because the last time we had a productive offense, there were a lot of keepers and uh, and it worked really well. I think it's just a matter of coaching guys up and making sure like, okay, if we're going to do this, got to make sure that you do it the right way so the guys aren't getting hurt because you can do it. You just got to be smart about it. And so I'm not totally against running. I understand, you know, the obviously the depth at the, at the quarterback position is a question, especially where. Randall Johnson, like you said, has not been productive, has not thrown the ball well. And so it makes it makes for like, okay, we've really only got one quarterback that can really throw the ball well and, you know, or at least hopefully throw the ball at a, at a reasonable clip. And, you know, maybe that's Creighton Cooper for us. But uh, I don't mind the, the, the run, the designed run for the quarterback, especially when it's it's there for a reason it's there to throw them off. And, and especially when it, it's productive and it gets yards and it keeps the chains moving. Cause I think that's where I, the Wildcats I, have struggled a lot. I agree with that. I, I think more of my frustration is Kylan taking some hits that maybe he shouldn't be taking and, and maybe trying to get an extra yard or two um, and being prudent decision maker like that. I do want to throw this out there because I want to be factual and stat based looking at the overall rushing totals for the season for the Wildcats. Um, Josh Davis and Dante McMillan, one and two, 49 attempts for Davis, 48 attempts for over the course of the season. Um, the, the next three attempt leaders, Kylan Weiser, Randall Johnson, Bronson Barron. Um, now that's the, the depth. Wow. I mean, we're working our workhorses. I get that, but, but that, that Kylan Weiser, uh, 22 attempts has 102 yards, uh, Bernetta 94 on the season averaging 4.3 yards a carry the can having a, a yeah. quarterback on, on when to run and I'm just thinking like gosh I don't I, I don't want to hurt another quarterback and that's that's what I wonder you've got to keep the office going but you just don't want to hurt another quarterback and that's my that's my fear sure but, I, but like I said, I think it's coaching. So I, I do like that you did bring up the run game because this game, 203 yards of uh, offense on the ground. Uh, like you noted, um, Josh Davis had a great game. Of course, my guy, DMAC, Dante McMillan had a great game. 49 yards for himself on 12 attempts. I uh, really like it. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about the turnovers. Turnovers continue to be a struggle for the Wildcats here. Uh, Wildcats ended up committing. I think they 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 had two fumbles in this game and lost both those fumbles. Uh, so just just 
it's a tough thing because it was such a, a point of emphasis for the Wildcats in past seasons where they wanted to win the turnover game. They wanted to, and they did. I think they ended up going up. Well, I think that they ended up tied in this game because I think both teams lost two fumbles, but man, uh, what, what can be done there? And, and do you think that things continue to improve? Is it something that coaching staff just emphasizes, like take care of the ball, uh, we're going to try and win, you know, these these turnover battles. Like, is that something you see improving? Because the schedule continues to be difficult going forward with Montana State on the 15th and then Eastern Washington in Cheney the following week. I mean, what 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 do you think with the turnovers? Unforced errors are are going to be the death. And and we hear Coach uh, Hill talk about that all the time. It's it's the mistakes. Going back to the facts. Um, we, we've lost, we fumbled the ball seven times this year. We've lost five of those. So, um, now one of those, there, there was nobody in position to get it and it went back 94 yards. Um, but we've got to take care of the football. Um, you, if you, if you're going to drop it, you got to cover it up. And, and so that's, that's something that's worried about. We've thrown six picks. We've only, we've only gotten three. We're, we're minus three and in interception, uh, turnover margin on the season. Um, you got to take care of the ball. When we play a team like Eastern Washington, and and yes, I burned my retinas and watched a little bit of the game on ESPN on Saturday night um, against the. But it Grizzlies. was a classic. It was a classic, man. It, it was a great game, great what finish, uh, uh, a, a, a barn burner uh, up there. But uh, gosh, I watched. I think Eastern had two interceptions in the last five minutes of that game as Washington was trying to get that last touchdown. Uh, one of them, I think, was in the end zone, if I remember correctly. Those guys are ball hawks, and mm-hmm. and you've got to hold on to the football and make smart decisions if you're going to beat a team like Eastern Washington. If you're going to beat a team like Montana State, uh, we've got to take care of the ball and and not have the turnovers. Mm. Yeah, and I'd agree with that. We've had two or three turnovers each game. Although, uh, shout out for our fumble recovery on the backward pass. That was a fun one. Even though the camera work didn't allow us to see it. (laughs) Um, We occasionally get them too. Um, But I do, I completely agree with what Sean's saying. Um, It's not out of the norm for this season. But that being said, we've got three weeks to get it together because Eastern Washington isn't isn't going to let that happen without uh, really setting the gap with score. So I think that just, you know, continuing to work our reps and holding onto the ball because we, we can't continue to have these unforced errors and do well the rest of the season. Yeah. I know that Eric Barry Arier is a very good quarterback, but also I think the Ewu defense showed up in a surprising way in that game and uh, they'll be ready, but can't look past Kobe, them yet. One, one other thing in that is penalties too. Yeah. Um, on the season, we've given up a hundred yardage than our opponents, um, 30 penalties or 36 penalties in, in four games. Um, that's a lot. And, and you can make arguments about the quality of the officiating. I'm not going to go there. Um, but, but you've got to control what you can control. And that's not false starts, the personal fouls, those, those kind of things that, that are, are, uh, user error, mental error, type type penalties and we've got it we've got to be careful and the penalties are part of the unforced errors along with the turnovers yeah that's true because i think there was a penalty that negated an interception in the cal poly game which was kind of a bummer i was like oh what 
that was that was Davis. That was that was the roughing the passer. Uh, uh, oh, I don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought I thought I saw one in the game this weekend too. But um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, penalties have been an issue this season. Uh, a lot of unforced errors, and you know, you control your controllables, and that's definitely one. Uh, just just pay attention, do your best to keep a clean game because uh, there good things can happen. You know, the game against JMU was pretty clean. There were not a lot of penalties there, but the the game is against Davis. You know, some some key critical uh, penalties that made the difference in that game because it ended up being a three point game. All right, guys, uh, next, no, no game this week. Uh, it's going to have the bye week. So it'd be a good opportunity for the guys to rest up as we get ready for a um, couple of tough games. Like we noted uh, Friday night, October 15th, homecoming night, Montana state will be here in Ogden to take on the wildcats. going to be a tough game. Uh, the, the Bobcats are for real, even though, uh, it's a first year head coach. I mean, that was a semifinal team just like us in 2019 and they have played extremely well uh, against, against the, their opponents. So looking forward to that matchup and we'll see what we can do against the, uh, the, the duo of Ifanse on the ground and, uh, their quarterback, Matt McKay, who's also thrown the ball really well. Uh, couple of uh let's go to the calendar now and let's talk a little bit about uh upcoming games and so tuesday like we noted uh volleyball be against idaho state in the swenson 6 p.m mountain daylight time or you can catch it on espn plus if you're out of town i mean if i were you i'd, I'd get to the match that's just what i would do and then thursday october 7th like i said Volleyball against Northern Colorado. It's going to be a big game. It's going to be blackout and there will be poster signing after the match. 6 p.m. in the Swenson. It'll be on ESPN Plus, but uh, get everybody out there, man. We want the Swenson to be as loud as we possibly can for the Bears and make them as uncomfortable as we can because they're a good team and they will need all the advantage that we can get facing a good squad in Northern Colorado. Friday, October 8th, uh, soccer will be down in Flagstaff taking on NEU soccer team surprising right now i think that they are they're undefeated i, I think it's four and zero in conference are, play yeah and for the first time since 2008 three and oh i think is what they are now it's three and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so they, yeah. They've, they've beat idaho uh they they took on oh, i'm trying to remember who it was this weekend uh oh it was idaho state they smashed them three nil and so yeah. Uh, yeah i mean surprising you know the, the soccer team really playing well in conference play right now they'll be down in flagstaff on friday night taking on the the Lumberjacks, 8 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. You can get that match on ESPN+. Plus. Then Saturday, October 9th, softball is going to be taking on Dixie State, the, a continuation of kind of their spring training or fall schedule. Uh, it's just kind of a working, getting going through some reps, getting everyone ready uh, as we get ready for uh, the ball in the spring. You can go catch that game at Wildcat Softball Field at 11 a.m. And then later that day, they'll be taking a bus ride down to Salt Lake to take on the Utes at 3 p.m. I don't know very much about that. I don't think it will be televised, but you know about it. And then Sunday, October 10th, uh, soccer is going to be at SUU. Uh, they'll play at 1 p.m. That, that will be on uh, ESPN+. Plus. And so check them out there. So folks, that's what we got for this week. Thanks for taking some time to chat with me. Uh, and uh, of course, thanks for Danny Nay to Danny Nay for taking the time to come on Weber State Weekly. I know she's a busy student. Nursing program is very demanding at Weber State. If you know anything about Weber State, being a nursing student is not easy. And so uh, we appreciate her taking some time to chat with us. And so we'll wrap it up like we usually do. I Normally, I give you guys all the stuff, but we've gone, we've gone quite over a bit. You know where to find us, weberstateweekly.com at Gmail. We're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We got a website. We got a Patreon. Check it out. So we'll wrap it up like we usually do and say Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 <laughs> Go Wildcats. Oh, oh, oh.